All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Honor Radio 20. We're on our 20th episode, and we are so excited about having our good friend, John Lynch, on this show. And you're going to learn a lot about John, and this is Honor Radio. John, I want to tell you, buddy, from the beginning, when I first met you, and I wrote about it in my book, which will be coming out next month, but I got to tell you, my friend, you have been a blessing to our, our nonprofit, a blessing to the honorable, and it is an honor to have you on our show, my friend. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Coach. Uh, it's been a an honor for me to be involved because I believe so much in your mission. Thank you, John. Thank you. So I want to give a little the people a background about the Lynch family, a background about you, how we met. Um, you know, basically when we brought this event down to San Diego, right, we were introduced to the UT San Diego, which you were the um, uh, chairman of the board of of this phenomenal newspaper and you heard of us tell us how what, what what you heard and how this all got started from the beginning well you know i must tell you i i had heard about it and somebody uh intervened and asked if we could meet and i've got an awful lot going on because it was i think an early part of our ownership of the ut and we we're very busy but I have always been a great supporter of, of high school athletics and believe in its mission and what it does in terms of rounding out kids. And so I heard a little bit about what you were doing. And at the same time, we, our radio stations that we had owned were the first ever to do a commercial broadcast when the rockets were still uh, flaring above in, in Iraq. And so I actually went, uh, to that mission. So the confluence of high school athletics and you're honoring people who had given the ultimate sacrifice just seemed to make uh, magic for San Diego. And uh, so I was intrigued. And then when we met, I mean, I looked at how can we get involved? And we, as you know, ended up supporting as a presenting sponsor uh, in the, the first year down there in our first involvement. 2013. And we've been involved ever since. Yeah, 2013. I'll never three forget. Five. Get it up! Three, five. Get it up! You got one. The record's three. We could probably beat it on this show. All right. Um, I got to tell you, bud, the first time I met you, uh, I've got a whole chapter dedicated in the book to this, but I'll never forget walking into your office and having an opportunity to meet you and immediately being comfortable in this, you know, glorious office at the UT San Diego up on top and just feeling like I was with a man that really understood our cause, understood not only, like you said, high school athletics, but understood the mission of what we were trying to do and raise money for our military veterans and the ones that were coming back with no legs and 
all that type of stuff. I mean, it just seemed like right from the get-go, you got it, John. And um, it was an honor, my friend. And it's well, been an honor you. ever since. Yeah, well, I, I just think that this is something special. And as the world uh, particularly transitions from uh, from regular television to digital, I believe the content that you provide, as you and I have discussed many times, is absolutely perfect for a nationwide effort and rollout of the Honor Bowl. And I don't want to get ahead, but I believe that since the beginning, that this is something that everyone across America should experience. And I believe if you talk to the kids who participated in the Honor Bowl, honestly, the exposure they get during the week, the uh, hearing from the gunny sergeants of the Marines and hearing and seeing firsthand some of those Gold Star families, I believe it leaves an everlasting uh, indelible mark upon these kids that really helps them in, in the rest of their lives. And so I really love your mission and you got the Lynch family hooked for the rest of our lives. Well, you know, I, I don't even know what to say other than um, uh, how much we appreciate it. Now, through John and our relationship with John, um, uh, through the years, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, there, as the Honorable started to develop, um, you know, here comes his son, right? And his son, uh, who's a, uh, a famous NFL athlete, a, um, uh, a great man when it comes to his understanding and passion towards the military. John links us together, and to make a long story short, the 49ers come on as our presenting sponsor. And uh, John, maybe you could talk a little bit about why you felt that that was such a great matchup and how that all came together. Yeah, well, I just, you know, I felt that uh, here's an opportunity for the 49ers in their community outreach to really show that they're incredibly supportive of the military and obviously outreaching to kids who are playing football. And, you know, at a time when uh, football's taking some hits, it's really important for the 49ers and all of the NFL to generate interest in at a youth age and, and uh, you know, youth football and high school football. And so, I, I mean, this had all the ingredients. It made so much sense to me. And frankly, John said, absolutely. And he supported it. And uh, the 49ers got on board. And, and I believe we can, you know, this is something that as we go into our, I believe, fourth year with the 49ers, or that, you know, this is something that really will have appeal to every one of the franchises. And, and it may be a good time to do it when all of these folks post-draft are still stuck in their home offices. <laughs> well, let's, you know, I got to tell you, there's a lot. You got a second one, my friend. So, you know, I got to tell you, there's a, there's a lot of energy coming forward right now. Um, we don't really know what's going to happen this year with the CIF and all of the, uh, the, the virus concerns and all that, but we are, you know, moving as fast as we can to, we have 20 high schools coming out this year, right? Yeah. 10 high schools down to San Diego, 10 up to Northern California. It's going to be an interesting preseason, but we want to see this preseason happen, John. We believe we have to get back to normal. Are you yeah. agree? Absolutely. And, uh, 
you know, I mean, I, as I say, I believe that this is such a wonderful uh, presentation that it's made for television anyway. Uh, you know, it's better with fans, obviously, but we got to make this happen. It's, it's something for the kids. I see my uh, one of my grandsons is a senior at Cathedral over here, a great baseball player, and to see his season interrupted, to see no prom, to see no graduation, I mean, it's tragic for these kids. Yes. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's a shame. And, you know, it seems like the number of kids getting infected anyway is so de minimis that it's time to get going here. It really is. Absolutely. We agree with that, my friend. And we, we all, you know, we've had Eric Sonheimer on the show. We've had Joe uh, Davidson. We've had Ron Nichetti from the CIF. We've had all types of great guests on this show in the last, you know, four or five weeks. And everybody wants to see this get back to normal, right? And I know in San Diego, with the warm weather, the warm climate, it's just, I'm hopeful that nothing gets delayed as we move forward. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, the political uh, situation won't impact things, but it seems like everything in the year of the election is politically motivated. So we're going to have, a, have a, a challenge on our hands. Absolutely, John. So, hey, man, I would be remiss if I didn't go into the draft. I mean, the draft is, starts tonight. We're doing this on a special occasion for that. I, I wanted people, uh, I talked so much about the Lynch family on my social media that I wanted people to have a chance to meet John Lynch Sr., who's, like I said, has become a great friend, um, an ambassador for our nonprofit. He's just been amazing out there in San Diego. Buddy, they've got two first round picks coming up, right? I right. Mean, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Now, I know it's speculation. You're not in the war room with your son. But well, uh, what the do first you think? The important thing is the war room is my bedroom. <laughs> my, our, the guest house of John and Linda's is where they set up the war room. And that's for the uh, Lynch grandparents and, <laughs> and Linda's dad. We stay up there. So I told John, you know, they have the electronics galore befitting the – Silicon Valley that you all live in up there and uh, I told him to leave all the equipment and I'll, I'll utilize it when I come up and I also offered to field any trade offers today but uh, no acceptance of, of, of my uh, willing uh, willingness and uh, you know my, my sense is first of all John doesn't tell me anything and uh, he's really close to the vest and uh, but my sense is that uh, you may see a lot of movement tonight. Uh, I, I think they do want to expand their offerings. There are four or five, six players that if they're available at 13, they're going to take them. Mm -hmm. If not, I wouldn't see them move back a little bit. They'd like to get a second or third. I know that he has told me that the depth of the draft, particularly at receiver, particularly at a couple other positions, maybe offensive line, is pretty, pretty deep. And so they believe that second and third, and frankly, if you look at their history, they've done extremely well. I mean, you know, George Kittle was a fifth round draft choice. So, uh, you, you know, it's real hard to, to comprehend, but so much of this is management of the cap and they need to have the numbers to come up and over the next three or four years to keep the, cat, the, the team strong and build it so they they aren't uh, 
you know, having to go one year and out with a number of players. And, you know, they, they obviously believe that they're, they're there. If nobody else comes this year, they're ready to go back to Super Bowl. And I think with the experience they got last year, uh, I think that uh, they really will be a better team. But if you add a, uh, a wide receiver like one of these three great ones, or they move back and you may end up with a, a wide receiver that is a outstanding receiver from one of the other teams in a trade. You just never know. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting evening, an interesting weekend as we follow this, right? Um, but I know that they had a magical year last year. It was so fun to be a part of it and to see the energy when we would go out to the uh, 49er headquarters and meet with the staff there and the executive meetings. It was just a great time to be in that off in, in the headquarters, right? And uh, to see your son walking and always smiling and you can just feel the energy, right? It was just a great time for the 49ers. And I see it coming back. They got so much youth, so much energy, so much passion. They didn't lose anybody. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I think so. And, and you know, I mean, again, there's common ground between the Honor Bowl and, and the 49ers. That, that incredible esprit de corps that you bring to the, to the high schools and participants and people sense immediately is present. And I think of all the things that I'm proud of John, the way he's built this organization along with Kyle uh, is unbelievable. And I think people are very proud and happy to work there. And uh, people look forward to the mission at hand. And I, I really think they built something extremely special and uh, they're going to take it. You'll see Super Bowl championships coming down the road here. No doubt about it. I mean, you got another one, buddy. You know, John came in at a hard time. He came in at a difficult time where there was, you know, some um, uh, instability when it came to the front office. Uh, he had to basically come in and rebuild. He brought in Shanahan. Um, he brought in a whole new staff. And uh, it was uh, uh, a lot of people were wondering. But, man, it took him three years. Three years yeah. is exactly what he said. Exactly what he said. Give me three years. And I remember you and I talking about it. And I remember the excitement. You were said, my son is going to turn this around. And, yeah. John, he did. He did. Well, you know, again, I, as a dad, it's not my position to laud my son. But if you look at the history of John in sports, Stanford was, uh, you know, horrific, and they had changed coaches when he came in. They were 3-8 and eight his freshman year. When he left his senior year, Stanford, I believe, was the strongest team in the nation under Bill Walsh. Uh, their bowl game was against Penn State. And I'll never forget Bill Walsh looking at me and telling me, one, that John was one of the finest players he had ever, ever coached, and secondarily, that he wanted to kick that old man's ass talking about uh, Joe Paterno. <laughs> and then he went to the Bucks, and, of course, they were known as the Yucks then. And after a couple of years, uh, you know, Sapp and Brooks joined John, and they became, I believe, there for several years, one of the strongest defensive in history, won the Super Bowl in San Diego, went to Denver for playoff uh, performances and appearances, 
and you know so he's had that success everywhere he went and and uh, you know he when he was even a broadcaster he went from the sixth team up to the second team and we're pushing uh, Joe and Troy and and you know he just you know sets his his sights high and more than anything else brings people together no doubt about it he's a great man and it's it's awesome to have the 49ers uh, be our presenting sponsor. Hey, maybe you could tell the listening audience that's hearing this for the first time about his relationship with uh, John Elway. Well, John had two uh, posters up in his bedroom as a little boy. And one was Johnny Miller, and the other was John Elway. And he wanted to be John Elway all his life. And uh, in high school, John was a quarterback. And after his junior year, they brought in Coach Jack Newmeyer, who was John Elway's high school coach, to break Elway's uh, high school record of passing. And they installed the run and shoot. And uh, in the very first game, in the first quarter, he threw three touchdown passes of 300 yards. And the first play of the second quarter, he broke his ankle. <laughs> and so it it uh, he came back on one leg at the end of the year and took him into the playoffs and all of that. But so he admired John unbelievably. And then of course, John much later, but uh, they both went to Stanford. So very first game, the, the Bucks are playing uh, a uh, preseason game at, at Denver. And of course he doesn't even think that John Elway knows who he is. And as Elway's running around and John is down stretching, he starts yelling out, Delts, 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 which was their fraternity at Stanford. And oh. then during the game, Elway is calling his audibles and he starts calling Johnny Lynch 17, Johnny Lynch 17. And everybody in the places does Elway know you. And it helped uh, pave the way for John. And they've been best buds ever since. They golf and Elway, you know, is a high achiever. And he kept telling John, you've got too much talent to be sitting behind a microphone. You know, you, 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 you've got big time talent. And he said, I'd hire you in a minute, but you want only one job and that's mine. And he said, so why don't you come in the off season and help us evaluate players? So that's what he did the two years before the 49ers. And when Kyle was being uh, interviewed and John thought Kyle was the best coach that could ever, much like his father, but even better. And uh, they they really decided, and he put the word out that he'd like to take a shot at, at the general manager job because, you know, really the, the motivation from John Elway. And so they, uh, they belong to a couple country clubs together and they play golf and John is not a bit, my John is not a big better. Uh, and he gets in these games and L he says, just tell me whether I won or lost. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, you told me that story before. And every time I hear it, I just love it. I just, you know, I can just see these, these two, you know, all pro um, of fantastic NFL talents that came up through high school and fought through high school. Right. I mean, John at Torrey Pines, you're John. At right. Torrey Pines. Where did Elway go to down there? Remind me. No, yeah, up in uh, nah, I can't, someplace up in LA. I can't remember. But I, I know he was somewhere. Valley. There you go. There you go. I mean, just two great athletes 
high school athletes that had a, a, a passion to go pro someday, and now they're at the top of their game, you know, uh, one owning a, a franchise, another one running a franchise. I mean, what a, what a gift, right? And, John, you being a father, you must be so blessed to see this. Well, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, the other John is a, probably his best friend in the NFL, uh, non-teammate, was Peyton Manning as well. And uh, they, they became incredible teammates uh, when they were at the Pro Bowls. And the Pro Bowls, when they were in Hawaii, they put the families and the teams together. And they were off, and you really spent a week, and they got to know each other. And, John, it took him many years to realize that Peyton was trying to pick his brain about uh, the defense of the Tampa 2 all the time, that he, he liked – he wanted to know more information than to be John friend. <laughs> but they remained incredibly close friends. That's odd. Buddy, I got to tell you, you got so many great stories. I love when I go down there and visit with you because they just come out of everywhere. They just, yeah. they come out. You really got a great family, my friend. And, and so what is your plans? What are you doing now in San Diego? I mean, you're not the type of guy that just kind of sits around. Really, I've teased you many times. You should have ran for mayor. I don't know why yeah. you're not mayor, right? Yeah. But, uh, well, what are you, are you just I'm not right now, but, but you know what? There's a unique period of time uh, post-virus here that media is really transitioning to all digital. And that's radio, television, the newspaper, uh, magazines. And so we believe there's a tremendous opportunity to converge all of the media and all of the media in San Diego, except a couple singular stations and the newspaper are owned by out-of-town national companies. So we believe there's an opportunity to pick up a disparate television station, a couple radio stations, a couple magazines, and possibly even the newspaper, put them all together and make the transition to digital and have something that will be the kind of the example for the entire nation uh, and, and really could be a huge success and lead the way for digital convergence. And so that's what we're doing. And I thought we had it all done, but then the, the virus hit and uh, everybody's uh, hurting right now. Well, you know, John, I know you're not the type of guy that rests. And uh, I mean, every time I see you, you are on the phone, you're going somewhere, you're doing something. I mean, one of the greatest evenings I ever had um, with you was when I introduced you to Scott McEwen, who's the gentleman that wrote uh, American Sniper. And it was Rick and I went down there. Rick might be able to chime in on this, but it was so amazing to see you on one end of the table and, and Scott on the other side, you guys just being the patriotic men that you are. Talk about, you know, different ideas that you have for San Diego. I just got to tell you, buddy, I just think you are a patriarch. I think you are a, a, a man of God. I think you are just, uh, uh, I, I'm honored to have met you. Rick, do you have anything you want to add to with uh, Mr. Lynch before we say goodbye? Yeah, John, you know, it's been, it's been an honor. And, and I, I think back on that first year, 2013, with, with the UTTV, with that pregame uh, <laughs> show that was done, that 
that multi-page uh, insert that was done. I mean, we were so blessed to have the support of, of the UT San Diego and John Lynch, you know, especially. Um, it's something that, that, that catapulted us to, to uh, being much more well-known. And it's just, it's been a joy to, to continue on with, you know, with our relationship and, and how much we, we see things, you know, no. in the same light. Well, guys, I, I got to say, 10 years from now, we got to look and we'll see uh, the Honor Bowl in 32 NFL markets. And that's got to be the goal. That is the goal. That is the goal. Where's a 3-5? Three 3-5! Five? Three five. Get up! 3-5! Get up! John, Mr. Lynch, John Lynch, my friend, my ambassador, my uh, – uh, I can't say enough. Family man, dad, um, grandfather, you are um, just truly a great man, my friend. And thank you so much for being on Honor Radio. Next week, we're going to have two great friends on. We have Jared Mueller, Mueller who's the uh, community relations guy for the 49ers. We're going to be talking post-draft and, and what happened during the draft. And then uh, another great friend, um, Casey Taylor, who's uh, the new head football coach at Intercom. We're going to be bringing him on, and, and uh, you guys are going to be having a great opportunity to meet him. Mr. Lynch, thank Craig. you once again. God bless you, my friend. Thank you so much, Coach. Bye-bye. Bye.